T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, good morning and welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday, everybody. Nick Erie here in studio, bringing you a few more hours of Sports Talk Saturday, going to the West Her Hotline because Paul Hamilton joins me live from Key Bank Center. Paul's appearance on WGR is brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Planning for your future is more is about more than just money. Let Equitable be your guide and by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. Good morning, Paul, and good to talk to you, my friend. Yes, it's uh, great to talk to you again. How are you? Uh, no complaints. Uh, it's a little bone cold outside, but, um, you know, it means it's hockey season, and uh, hockey is back, at least for now, at least, Paul, it seems. Uh, and, the, and the Sabres are set to take on the Islanders on Monday, getting back after this nearly two-week delay because of, uh, of, of a COVID outbreak. And one of the things I wanted to start with with you, Paul, here is, you know, they're back on the ice today, and you reported earlier on this morning that Taylor Hall's back on the ice. Any other players, coaches, because we know this list is pretty pretty extensive that is back on the ice today for the Sabres no just Taylor Hall um, they they've kept uh, Don Granado off the ice so you might recall last year he was on a ventilator uh, with pneumonia and other ailments that uh, they weren't sure he was going to pull through last year it had nothing to do with COVID it was before COVID came about and uh, so he would be a high risk person mm. so he has been up at the top of the 100 level Watching practice by himself, uh, hasn't been on the ice, and uh, Ralph Kruger is still not on the ice. So uh, Steve Smith has been running practice all week. But uh, of the guys you're speaking of, the nine guys, Taylor Hall is the only one. Now he will come off the list tonight. He would not be a practice or in the building if he was not coming off that list. Mm -hmm. So the Sabres will have, if nobody else goes on it, and there's nobody else missing here, so if they were to go on it, that would have to be for something that would have happened after practice. So likely the Sabres list will be down to eight when it comes out around five o'clock. So, Paul, obviously talking about Ralph Kruger here, and you know, it, it would certainly be something if the Sabres get to next week, and at least right now it's looking like it could very well be a possibility that Steve Smith will be behind the bench on Monday night when they face off against the Islanders. From a player's perspective, I'm not sure much changes, but I've got to imagine that's a tough thing if, if you're Ralph Kruger, but this coaching staff as well being that shorthanded. With this much break, though, and getting the things that you need to get in in practice this week, uh, how much do you think that potentially affects affects game day not having having Kruger behind the bench and a short bench in terms of coaches? Well, it's different because uh, Steve Smith, instead of dealing with the defense, would be dealing with the forwards. Now, I don't know if that's going to be a huge big deal for the defense because if nothing changes, your defense is only going to have two regulars in it, Miller and Yoki Haru, Irwin, 
is a he's played a couple of games, and then you'd have first-time players Davidson, Bryson, and Borgen. So not having Steve Smith there as far as on the bench wouldn't matter to them because they're not used to him being there anyway. So uh, that wouldn't be a big deal for them. But, yeah, things change. You, you, you have to coach by feel and make decisions while the game goes on, and Steve Smith is going to have a different feel for a game than Ralph Kruger is. Whether Ralph Kruger will be available like in between periods by phone or anything like that, you know, if he's feeling okay, probably you would think he would be, but uh, he's he wouldn't be in the building if he uh, you know hasn't passed. Co- I'm sorry, hasn't passed protocols. Yes, I speak for a living. Listen, that's the, the tongue twisters for COVID. If nothing else, has brought brought a ton of t- tongue twisters to the table. So don't Plus, worry, I'm worry about it. Plus, I'm speaking through two masks, so uh, you know that uh, that makes it a little bit. Uh, different also it certainly doesn't help but Paul you know ultimately listen I know at the end of the day these players they're not hanging their head no one's you you can't really feel sorry for yourself there's just not enough time frankly to to feel bad for yourself in a season that's already shortened and a slower start to the season that we've seen from the Sabres but uh, listen I mean I I think it's fair for us to talk about the fact that the Sabres are going to be in a very unique position to any other team around the league they're going to be forced to stuff a ton of games and makeup games in a schedule that was already pretty condensed in a season that is pretty uh, there's just a lot at stake this year for a lot of reasons Paul but I don't know. Do you want? Do we want to call this kind of unfair for the Sabers on what they're dealing with? And I guess ultimately we could. This could be a moot point if this happens to other teams and the league is forced to ultimately extend the season at some point, which I certainly wouldn't be willing to rule out. But I don't know. I, I look at it at this point that the say. I think the players have all said the right things, Paul. But I certainly think that the Sabers have been been handed the shorthand of the stick here. Yeah, they're not the only ones. I mean, the the Devils haven't. It seems like they're going to be out longer. I don't believe the Devils are practicing yet. Uh, with so many on their list. Uh, Minnesota is finally back practicing, so that's a good sign for them. They're on hold. The Flyers you know, are on hold right now, and every day their list seems to be growing. So Vegas has been through this. In the beginning of the season, Dallas went through it and had to have games postponed. Carolina's been through it. So it kind of seems like as the year goes on, every team is going to maybe get a shot at this. Yeah. And uh, um, I... I would be very, very surprised if uh, the the league doesn't wind up going with points percentage because uh, mm. they're still button heads with the Olympics. I mean, they lose in the Stanley Cup playoffs in the finals. They would lose all their TV coverage because all the NBC affiliates, USA Network and CNBC, and everything that they've got would go to the Olympics. <laughs> and uh, so the Stanley Cup playoffs right near the end would – Basically, I guess the NHL Network would be with the one that would have to cover it. Um, so I could see if if this goes much further as far as postponed games. It go, and, and that's what I'm going to be talking about when I talk about standings because there's such a discrepancy in games. Google, talking about points makes no sense. Right. I mean, right. you've got uh, the Rangers have played 13, the Islanders have played 12, Pittsburgh 12, and New Jersey 9 and Buffalo 10. And those teams are going to play on the weekend, too. So they're going to be up to 13 or 14 by the time the Sabres ever hit the ice. So to me, it, right now, it doesn't make any sense to talk about uh, points. It, it, it really points percentage, I think, is, is really what we're going to have to talk about until uh, the, the games get a little bit more even. Paul Hamilton joining me live from KeyBank Center on the West Her Hotline. Paul, uh, you know, Jack this week, Jack Eichel, talking to the media a little bit about 
you know, using this break to maybe his advantage and, you know, talking about having the slower start in terms of goal scoring, he's still putting points on the board um, going into this season. So, you know, if you're a player, try to put yourself in this position, how do you keep yourself, other than just trying to keep your, you know, being able to stay in shape on the ice and being in, in game shape when you come back, but what can you do if you're a player to maybe use this time to your advantage and talk a little bit about what you heard from Jack this week talking about that? Well, he confirmed uh, what we kind of thought anyway. We knew he had a shoulder injury coming into camp, and uh, he didn't, he wasn't in training camp to start with, so the shoulder injury was bothering him, and it's been bothering him. And he said this break has been almost a blessing in disguise for him because he was able to rest his body a little bit, and he feels now with the one week uh, to be able to, to rest the shoulder, he feels he's at 100%, and he feels he's going to be able to attack the game and that's one of the things he looked at in the tape, uh, you know, how he attacked the game last year when he had his best season in the National Hockey League. And, you know, he wants to get back to that and feels he can and, and really looking forward to it. He's not concerned about the condensed schedule. He said, I, he goes, I love it. And the more I play, the, the happier I am and the better I play. So um, he's looking forward to it. But just the fact that he's healthy, that he's seen some of the things that he was doing last year that he wasn't doing this year, um, that you know, I, I think is really going to help him go along. And other guys like uh, Stahl was saying that uh, that once the season was paused and they were in quarantine, everybody got some synthetic ice where they could work on their stick handling. Everybody got a bike in their home from the Sabers that uh, you know they could work out on that uh, just to make sure they were trying to keep a physical edge as best they can when they're you know in quarantine in their own homes. So I'm, I'm going to apologize in advance for asking you this question, Paul, because I'm sure every single time you talk to somebody about the Sabres, their first question is about Jeff Skinner. So I apologize for being the umpteenth, hundredth person to ask you about Jeff Skinner. But looking like, anyways, from the lines that you tweeted out for practice this morning, that he is finding himself on that top line with Jack Eichel and Victor Olofsson. Um, you know, talk a little bit about what you've seen from Skinner in the role that he's been asked to play. You know, from afar, watching him play, I, there is nothing that would suggest to me that he's allowing you know himself being on the fourth line or at least on the bottom of the lineup to affect what he's doing from an emotional perspective I think he's bringing it when he's on the ice I think he's more or less been one of the more unlucky players in the NHL like in the entire league for the better part of a year now what does potentially moving him up in the lineup obviously due to the need because you need bodies but what could that move up the lineup potentially do to spark his offense well, it did nothing for him on the stall line. He had his worst game of the season. In the last game, he played on Stahl's line, and I thought he was awful. I, I don't know if he had a scoring chance all night or all afternoon. I guess those were afternoon games. And uh, I, I didn't think it went well at all. And Kruger said after the game, well, we tried it. We wanted to see what it would look like, and it didn't go well. So he goes, we'll have to look at some other things. So, you know, when I'll, I say the Lazar line has been the second-best line the Sabres have had. Yeah. And last year when he played with Larson, I mean, for the people who are in analytics, that graded out extremely well in analytics. And uh, for two seasons now, Jeff Skinner pretty much has had the best scoring chances on the team. You know, and he, he, didn't, he averaged 30 goals a season in Carolina. He never played with Jack Eichel in Carolina. By the way, he just scored a nice, nice goal in the five-on-five five here. Uh, <laughs> just as we're talking about him, of <laughs> yeah, course. just as we're talking about him. Um, you know, he never had played with Jack Eichel in Carolina and very rarely played with Stahl. We've talked to the two of them about it. They very rarely played together when Stahl was there with him. So 
he was able to score 30 goals a year without having Jack Eichel install back, you know, back there. So I'm a firm believer in it's time to hold Jeff Skinner accountable for his game and, uh, and you know, not be holding the coaching staff or other people accountable for what he's doing. If he wasn't getting any golden scoring chances, but he's getting like, absolutely great scoring chances i mean uh they're they're grade a and he just is not putting them away and uh that's on him ralph kruger can't go on the ice and score for him those chances are being created and he has to finish and he has three goals since december of 2019 three is that uh, you know Ralph Kruger can't go on the ice and put the puck in the net for him. That's a great point. I, and you say a year, or I said a year, that he's been one of the more unlucky players. That's that the 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 <laughs> the evidence suggests it's been longer than a year. And and I think that's the frustrating part if you're a Sabres fan is is sort of seeing him in these unlucky positions. It's almost like that's why for me, Paul, is it's maybe even less about getting Skinner in a long term role on that top line, and maybe more about let's just see him light the lamp, give him an opportunity to score a goal. And maybe that is the confidence. And I mean, listen, we know that these guys, and especially when they get to this level, they're they can be streaky players. But to your point, Skinner has never really been the type of streaky player that could score forty goals in a season and then go to scoring forty goals in an eighty-two game season to scoring three goals in a year and a half. But that's that's where we are. And and I guess for me is. To your point, which I love, is that it's it can't be on on Ralph Kruger any longer to get the to get him to to put the puck in the back of the net. But if you are Ralph Kruger, is that maybe an opportunity, or in this case, Steve Smith, maybe an opportunity to just get him some damn confidence that maybe he can start putting away those goals and give you the secondary scoring lines that you desperately need, and why you have Jeff Skinner playing with a Lazar and 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 maybe down your lineup a bit. Yeah, and and the thing is too, and that's why I say you have to hold Skinner accountable. One of the things that they, 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 and any coach in the NHL would hate this, and that's one of the reasons why he was traded from Carolina for basically nothing, is defensively, I mean, he cheats the zone. You'll see him all of a sudden take off, and then you've got too wide a gap between the defenseman and the, and the forwards. He's, he's not good without the puck. He tries dangerous plays that sometimes he pulls off and sometimes he doesn't. And they, they're not trying to turn him into Bergeron or anything like that, but they want him to be a little more responsible. And Kruger tells him, if you would just play the system the way we have it, you're going to get your scoring chances and you're going to get you know, your, your opportunities to score goals because if it's done correctly, you're not going to be spending a lot of time in your zone. And that was proven when they did play it well in the beginning of the year. They weren't necessarily getting results, but they were spending a lot of time in the offensive zone. They weren't spending that much time in the defensive zone at all, and they weren't getting a lot of quality chances against. Now, that changed in the four-game homestand. All of a sudden, they reverted back to playing very poorly defensively, and then they were getting run over in their own end and and were having trouble with that in the four games here. Now, they did pick up points along the way. I mean, you know, you look at it that way that, hey, they played poorly, but still in three of the four games got points. So that's something a little bit different. I think if they would have played like that last year, they wouldn't have got points in any of them. So, uh, you know, that, that's a little bit of a plus. So, you know, I think that's part of it, too. It's just like we're, they're trying to convince Skinner that you need to play the way everybody else on this team plays and, and not necessarily the way you want to play the game. All right, last thing for you, Paul, goaltending um, with Olmark. 
um, coming back uh, after you know the unfortunate situation with his uh, the passing of his father. Um, are you expecting more of a? Because if you go to the football, right, like. It, you know, using running backs as an example, the committee approach, it feels like Ralph Kruger has sort of used that same committee approach to his goaltenders um, this to start the season. Do you expect there to be a change when they return to the ice? Are they going to try to ride Allmark more, or do you see a pretty even split between Hutton and Allmark, especially with knowing that the schedule just got a little busier over the next two months? No, with the... Um they basically rode Allmark until his dad, uh, he couldn't play those games. Uh, Hutton hadn't played since Philadelphia, you know, and it was like all of a sudden Allmark was playing game after game. He had a back-to-back, I believe, in there. So they were starting to ride him before the uh, unfortunate death of his father, and I think, you know, they will continue to do that. And and it, it was even said by uh, Hutton himself when we talked to him that he basically realizes that Allmark is the guy, and it's his job to support him. He said, I did it for many years with Pekka Renee in Nashville. I, he goes, I used to get Pekka coffee and everything. He goes, I know how it goes. And he said, that's fine. He, he said, I'm fine with that. And, you know, that's the role that they have for him. That's the role that he'll play. So he seemed to be okay with it, and but admitted himself that basically the job is Allmark's right now. All right, Paul. Well, thank you very much for joining me this morning. Enjoy practice, from the, or well, the rest of practice this afternoon, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Paul. Paul Hamilton there joining me on the West Her Hotline. And Paul's appearances on WGR are brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Planning your future is about more than just money. Let Equitable be your guide. And by Raylax, uh, Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.